0: Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, T-shirts, love CDs, love books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people please visit www.tightrope.cc.
1: In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere
2: Attention, patriots. Tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. Fleethecity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. Fleethecity.com. Fleethecity.com.
3: My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow the flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men, and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen arise, look towards the stars, and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever.
4: You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com
5: welcome to american dissident voices i'm kevin alfred strom this month marks two anniversaries which the media are hyping in the area where i live just north of rust belt central johnstown pennsylvania the first anniversary is getting national attention too the 60th anniversary of the so-called I have a dream speech by communist operative and rape enabler Martin Luther King Jr., whose sordid career of lying, fakery, abuse of women, and Jewish supervised subversion of America, I have covered extensively on this program. The establishment just can't seem to let go of their communist race mixing hero with feet of clay, and they keep pushing him in the classroom and in puff pieces in the media, even though his sordid and dishonorable acts are becoming more and more well-known. This gives us a great opportunity to get out on the streets this week with a few hundred copies of our hard-hitting No King Over Us flyer and let the people in your community know 1 that King was a Jewish-controlled, communist nation-wrecker, and two, that we are out there, that not every white man or woman is lying down and taking it as Jews and their collaborators work to destroy our race and nation. To get that flyer, You go to natall.com slash flyers and you can easily find the Martin Luther King flyer at natall, N-A-T-A-L-L dot com slash flyers. You know, we have a dream too. We dream of a white America where our streets are safe for our women and children, where No one is allowed, on penalty of death, to sexually pervert, abuse, or mutilate our children. Where slimy aliens will not control our media or our classrooms and will not be within 1,000 miles of a white woman or child. Where race mixing is not only a crime, but it is unheard of and in fact impossible because there will be zero non-whites in our living space, where our young people will be able to find mates of their own race with healthy values, marry and have children without usurious financial burdens or forced two-job households where the birth of high-quality white children will be encouraged and fostered by all means possible. That's our dream. And it can't happen as long as our enemies and their fake democracy are in power. So get out in your communities and spread the word about us and about their false idol, Martin Luther King during this superb opportunity. Once again, just visit natall.com that's N-A-T-A-L-L dot com slash flyers and print out the flyers yourself or at your local print shop. The white Americans of 1963 softened up not only by Jewish media but by their Christian beliefs, were too weak to resist the moral blackmail that the Jewish and non-white architects of the civil rights movement set over them. That moral blackmail continues today, and that weakness continues today, too. But the weakness goes back farther than those 50 years— Still within the memories of some of my listeners today. It goes back to at least two generations before that, to 100 years ago. And that brings us to the additional anniversary I mentioned. This additional anniversary is little known. It is the 100th anniversary of Johnstown, Pennsylvania's expulsion order of 1923, under which all recently arrived blacks and mestizos were expelled from the city. That may not sound like weakness, and I agree that things are even worse today than in 1923, but bear with me. That expulsion order was weak, and it did fail, and I'll show you why. Six Johnstown, Pennsylvania, police officers were shot in a bloody confrontation with a crazed black migrant from the South named Robert Young on 30 August, 1923. Four of the officers died, and two were grievously wounded. The shootings and killings were totally senseless, as are so many black violent crimes. Young reportedly had an argument with his wife, left her to go on a drinking and drugging spree, crashed his car, and then turned violent, shooting for no reason the officer who came to investigate the accident, and then shooting five more officers who came to the scene. Witnesses said Young was definitely shooting to kill. A seventh officer arrived who cornered and then finally killed Young, and the incident was over. Shortly thereafter, Johnstown Mayor Joseph Caulfield ordered all blacks and Mexicans who had not lived in the city for at least seven years to be expelled. The 100th anniversary of that order has gotten all the usual suspects in the area milking the order for all the propaganda it's worth in 2023. I can't find any documentary proof of this yet. We have no record, I have found, of the reasoning of the men who supported the order, who must have been numerous. But the shootings by Young, were unlikely to have been the sole reason for the expulsion order. Blacks and mestizos must have been violent and criminal to a frightening extent, just as they are today, wherever they gather in significant numbers. The mass killing by Robert Young must have just been the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. If not... Why were mestizos also included? After all, everyone quickly knew that Young had acted alone. One local newspaper described him as a Negro Desperado who was frenzied by drink. In overwhelmingly white Johnstown, It is still significantly majority white today and surrounding Cambria County is still 95% white. Rising mestizo and black violence must have been seen as an emergency problem. Otherwise, there would have been insufficient support for the expulsion and it would not have stood. But stand it did, at least for a while and at least to the extent that between 500 and 2,000 blacks and an unknown number of other non-whites were reported to have left the city by the time that wealthy Pennsylvania Republican governor and rich man north of Richmond, Gifford Pinchot, moved to prevent Caulfield from further enforcing his order. But note this well. Caulfield, when formulating his order, evidently did not feel he could count on getting enough support for a much more effective and much simpler to enforce edict simply expelling all blacks and browns from the city, regardless of how long they'd resided there. That's evidence of weakness among the white establishment of the time. Today, in the area that used to be the Rosedale section of Johnstown, where Young's murder spree took place, blacks are filtering in more and more these days. Many from congoid-choked Philadelphia, actively encouraged by the churches and by the Section 8 housing czars in Harrisburg and Washington. More and more senseless shootings are taking place there. Just a few weeks ago, a 21-year-old white man with his whole future in front of him was having an unimportant argument with another white man in a Cambria City bar just blocks from Johnstown when an ape-like black drinking in the bar who had no stake in the dispute whatsoever just randomly shot and killed him perhaps because the noise agitated some neurons deep within his primitive brain. (laughs) We'll never know. In the same area, as I documented on this program late last year, a black gang killing took place right next to a children's museum. The black presence is growing and being purposefully imported into the city. The crime rate and murder rate are spiking. The anti-whites got permission to paint End Racism Now in giant letters on one of the city's main streets. And there is no meaningful resistance. So, I'd call the expulsion order of 1923 a failure. The order was too weak. It didn't go nearly far enough. The leaders were too weak, even in 1923, and the people themselves were probably too weak to accept an appropriately strong order. The blacks were expelled, but did anything prevent them from coming back? Did blacks and mestizos stop coming to the area as the years rolled on? And the Order did nothing about the existing black and mestizo population that had lived there for more than seven years. Blacks and mestizos aren't well known for documentation and paperwork, so how could an officer prove or disprove a claim? of long-term residents anyway. And what the hell difference does it make if it's seven years or two years or 20 years or 20 days? Is there something magic in Johnstown's drinking water that makes blacks act just like white people if ingested for half a decade or so? I don't think so. You can see the weakness too in the 1924 immigration law that was passed by the U.S. Congress the next year, and which was in effect until the Jews forced through the 1965 law that opened our borders and brought in the flood of non-whites that's still engulfing us. The 1924 law is constantly attacked by Jews and leftists as being racist. And one can argue, and I myself have mentioned this, that this law, which limited the annual percentage of legal immigration from any country to the percentage of that nationality already present in the United States, not only kept America white, but caused her to become gradually whiter and whiter in the more than 40 years it was in force. America was never whiter than she was in 1965. But the 1924 law, like the Johnstown Expulsion Order, was still too weak. It still allowed a huge non-white population to remain in the United States. It didn't at all take into account the declining birth rate of whites, which created a differential birth rate situation, in which the non-whites would eventually outnumber whites even if all immigration was totally halted. It totally ignored the Naturalization Act of 1790, which should have been referenced and invoked and enforced to restrict all immigration and naturalization to whites only. The 1924 immigration law didn't even mention race, in fact, and had to use mealy-mouthed, non-racial, national origins as a very flawed substitute so as not to offend Christian and Jewish and liberal sensitivities. That's weak. Pathetically weak. And sensing this weakness, organized Jewry moved in for the kill. You know the rest. Let's not be weak anymore. Let's be strong. Let's work to build a nation explicitly and eternally based on racial principles. Let's make our motto toward a new consciousness, a new order, a new people into a reality. This coming month will mark the 90th birthday of National Alliance founder William Luther Pierce. We will be celebrating by working for the white cause in the William Pierce Memorial Literature Distribution, centered around Dr. Pierce's birthday on the 11th. Please, everyone within the sound of my voice, print out some of Dr. Pierce's works available at natal.com slash flyers. That's N-A-T-A-L-L dot com slash flyers and distribute them in your white community. Let other white people know they are not alone. Let other white people know that there is hope. Let other white people know that others feel in their hearts just as they do. Let other white people know that there is a rising white community, a national alliance community, a cosmotheist community rising in this country now, that consciously white and racially committed marriages are being made, that new and consciously white families are being founded, that white children are being born to them, and that a new church is being built to bring conviction and strength and truth and hope, and a new sense of the sacred, and a new Determination to America in 2023. We hope you will join us today.
4: You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com.
2: Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our Constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery and We will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us.
0: Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze dry everything we love to eat and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to harvestright.com or call 800-763-5999. That's harvestright.com or
4: 800-763-5999. The team at Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon DeGrel in Exile, by Jose Luis Jerez Resco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with Degrell's life, before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. Grelle's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon Grelle in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.